the community literally pushed me to start my own podcast. And for me, it made sense to do a podcast off my existing brand, The Thought Card. And something I love to do, I talk about travel and money in my sleep. So it made sense to do a podcast that reflects my existing brand. And it's opened so many doors for me as a content creator, as a community leader, as a businesswoman, just so many things have come through that Welcome to Chatting Over Chowder. We're your hosts, Bethany and Sherilyn. Chatting Over Chowder is a podcast where we ask people in the podcasting industry what podcasts they listen to while eating chowder. Join us for some fun, laughs, and tomfoolery. Get your spoon ready. We're about to dive in. Thank you so much for joining us again for Chatting Over Chowder. I am Bethany. And I'm Sherilyn. And we are the team of Crackers and Soup. Crackers and Soup is a podcast production company. Today, we have Danielle Desir Corbett with us, and we're so excited. So I keep saying that I'm going to get like spoons to jank together, but I still haven't. Um, One day I will. When when we do our intro podcast episode, that's when I'll get spoons. So Danielle Desir is an author, blogger, podcaster, and founder of The Thought Card, the award-winning affordable travel and personal finance blog and podcast empowering financially savvy travelers to make informed financial decisions, travel more, pay off debt, and build wealth. She is also the co-producer of Millennial Wealth Builders, a three-times grant-funded audio docuseries highlighting women of color building wealth. As the founder and CEO of WOC, Women of Color Podcasters, Danielle is passionate about supporting and amplifying the voices of women of color podcasters and audio creators. WOC Podcasters includes an inclusive podcasting community, blog, job board, editors, directory, and membership that we are a part of. Yeah, Danielle. The, the crowd goes wild. <laughs> <laughs> You were actually fun, funny enough. You were actually brought up by Yana of Melanated Conversations in our interview with Yana and Tyrion because we were talking about the most influential and supportive Facebook groups and affiliations that we've had. And of course, we said support is sexy with Elaine Fluker. And then you were the immediate next person, WOC podcasters, Danielle Corbett. Uh, she's not Corbett. I keep saying, I keep wanting to say to see her, but I'm like, nope, she's betrothed. Congratulations on your betrothment. Evolution, evolution. But for business, <laughs> I still keep Desir because I think it's easier for people. I've been Desir for so long. So You have done so much in that space to amplify so many voices and to bring that together. So tell us like, how, how, what's your come up? How did you transition <laughs> from like Danielle Desir to all of a sudden the founder of Women of Color Podcasters and the thought card and all the things that you do? Yeah, it's been a wild, like overall as a content creator, six years. I'm heading on my six year anniversary of doing this. I was a blogger for a really long time up until about May 1st, 2018, when Spotify had released a Sound of Bootcamp opportunity where they were specifically looking for women of color who had an idea to start a podcast. So I was like, how many women of color are there? Because when I looked at the top 100 podcasts, I could see only a handful. 
And it was usually the ones that we all know and could recite. So I just didn't think that woman of color had an interest in podcasting at the time. So I applied for that opportunity. It was high stakes. Pretty much they were going to fly out 10 people to New York City, train you up for a week, you know, give you the whole nine yards. And one person could win $10,000 to get started. So I was like, I'm, I'm going to win this. This is all me. And they asked in the application, the last question was like, what do you want to see change in the podcasting industry? And I said something to the extent of, I want to see a community for one of color podcasters. I didn't say Danielle to find the community or, or, you know, to, to create the community. It was more for Danielle to be part of the community and to benefit and do all those things. Anyway, so May 1st came around when they were supposed to, Spotify was supposed to announce the winners and they never did. Not, what to say never, but they didn't do it that day. And I was like really like stalking them on, on Twitter and trying to find, did I win or did anyone win? And I just saw hundreds, if not thousands of women on Twitter tweeting about this opportunity. And I was so shocked. I was like, wow, there's so many of us. So come to find out that Spotify actually had 18,000 applications for this opportunity. Back in 2018, it was only one opportunity and it wasn't really publicized much many places like through underground blogs and through like, you know, any, any, any way that was not really public. So in the meantime, I had already formed a Facebook group because I just noticed that there were just so many people I wanted to keep in touch with. And I didn't have a podcast at the time. It was just me forming the group because of the momentum. And we were kind of like, well, if Spotify doesn't pick us. Who cares? We already have each other. So we just started and we kept going and kept going. So that was May 1st, 2018, when it launched and started. By July or so, I had did a meetup in New York City and folks were like, you know, thank you for creating this space, but where's your own podcast, Danielle? It's like, I don't know. Where is my podcast? I have no idea. So the community literally pushed me to start my own podcast. And for me, it made sense to do a podcast off my existing brand, The Thought Card. And something I love to do, I talk about travel and money in my sleep. So it made sense to do a podcast that reflects my existing brand. And it's opened so many doors for me as a content creator, as a community leader, as a businesswoman, just so many things have come through that, you know, spontaneous opportunity. But I also feel like perhaps deep down inside, I knew that this was needed because it wasn't the application. Like I wrote it somewhere, right? And then I just manifested it. So that's a little bit of the come up story. And yeah, that, that's the story. That's amazing for you to have started this community. Because I know when I first started working with Bethany, Bethany sort of was mentioning that she was part of this group or whatever. And I was like, okay, I started to look into it. And just a, the community you have built, because it's, it's, immense and how much engagement everyone you know participates in that group I, like it's astonishing and the genuine need to help each other you know what i mean i like i love it and it just shows how it's a complete opposite of what a lot of people believe in women of color and ethnic women that like we're here women in general that we're here for each other you know what i mean we're not here to compete it's to help level all of us up and I think you've really really like just made a perfect example of that in this group and I love it so much thank you it's it's definitely reflective I think of my style of just how I like to run my life and how I manage and like 
for me, even for at work, like I'm not a very hands-on manager. So I wanted a community that was organically going to be able to do its thing, help each other. I'm very open and giving. People always tell me like I maybe give too much, (laughs) which is fine. But at the end of the day, it's like it definitely reflects like me and my my style of just like living and and how I how I how I want to be in community with other people too. So yes. And it's funny because the Woman of Color podcasting group is is a free free group in which podcasters can come in and join. And I am actually going to talk a little bit about your promotion that you're going to be speaking of at the end of the episode, which is your Woman of Color membership group. The value and the information and just the keys to success that you put into this membership group is beyond compare. It's it's beyond beyond the price tag. And it astonishes me every every time you drop in and you're like, here's a grant, get on it. Here's here's an application, get on it. And it's not just for just for podcasting. It's for editing. It's for graphics. It's for being a black woman in the in this establishment. It's for being an Asian woman in this establishment is for if you reside in Africa, this is an application for you. It, it, it's literally, it feels like every day that I get a notification, Danielle Corbett dropped it. And then I click on it and I'm like, this woman is what? How does she find these things? What list is she on? Can I get on the list? So how did you, number one, I'm for real, what list are you on? <laughs> Good where question. You, where you grab all of this content? Like, where do you be finding these things? Are you Googling? Do you live in Google? I do not live in Google. <laughs> I actually, like, I, I believe in having a full life outside of, like, my businesses. So it's funny because one of the members asked me the other day, they're like, where do you find grants? And I was like, where do I find grants? I don't, I honestly, I think there's two things. I think I'm well-connected in the industry at this point, which means that people will literally email WC podcasters with opportunities. So it's really important to be seen as a thought leader in the industry because then you'll have a lot of opportunities and doors just kind of open for you. So that's part one. And then part two, I'm just naturally scrappy and creative and like, I like to find resources. I like to be resourceful. And the other thing for me, mindset wise, like I can apply for all these for myself, but what's the fun if it's just me and no one else knows about these things, right? So I I really I really think it's important to share, but especially for my paid community. Like I am I am my job, at least for my paid community, how I think of it is like I'm the master resource person. So my job is to go find the find the things to really connect you to the the keys to success, like you mentioned, Bethany. And that is part of my job. So I don't necessarily know where I find it, but I just make it my job to find stuff. And I also think it's important to ask your community too. I do sometimes poll and say, hey, like, what are you what are you struggling with now? How can I help and support you? What's the next thing you want to see? And that kind of helps me to realize what next resources I should be looking into and pivoting. Because when opportunities arise, like the ones that you drop in the, in the group continuously, I have a tendency to now be like, WWDD, what would Danielle do? Would Danielle- <laughs> Like in the short amount of time in which I have been a part of this paid membership group, 
I have been impacted so much by it. And my thought process of, okay, is Danielle going to call me out on my bullshit because I didn't apply for this? Am I going to have to put my head down? You're like, dang. <laughs> I'm gonna check up. I'm gonna check in on you. I'm gonna check in on you. <laughs> like, Am I gonna have to be like, no, I didn't apply for this studio. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but it comes with so much love and respect, and the d- desire to see all of us succeed and be the best that we can be. And I have no qualms about it. I have put in that group. If you are not successful, it's because you're not doing shit in this group. Because you set everybody up. It's the same standards that you have for everybody. And for a person like me, I like that in a leader because I don't want to let you down. I want to thrive so that I can say I am part of this community and I'm thriving. Yes, that accountability, that psychological, it's just a switch that turns on that you're like, I, I hired a personal trainer recently and I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to write on a piece of paper that I had Burger King today. Like, I don't want to write that down because she's going to be looking at me sideways. So it's it's effective. And it's I think it's very important, especially, I think sometimes like in the beginning, you're just like kind of getting in there. But as you grow, it's like the strategy, the learning, that connection, the opportunities are really what's going to help you push you forward. And I feel like without WC podcasters, it would be, it would be pretty empty, like not having those resources. So yes. If you, at what point do you consider yourself successful in what you've done? Because I feel like you've influenced and you've helped so many women level up in their businesses and and turning their podcasts into something that is economical for them that they can actually make money off of. At what point have you considered yourself or at what point did you say like, wow, I've like, I, I finally have like done this and I like, I've truly made this vision in my head come to life. Yeah, I think I say that every year, like it's just a new level of success. And I think it's partly because every year I have a goal for the community. So I have a goal for this business. So year one, it was just like, just trying to grow and and be there for each other. Right. And also I just started podcasting. So year two, my goal was to have a blog because I knew that it was important to showcase what we're doing outside of the community. It's there, I mean, doing community work is good, but people need to know about what you're doing. So that was important. And then also, actually, yeah, we, year one was the blog, actually, sorry. Year one was the blog. Year two was the membership. So when I launched a membership in May 1st, 2020, that was a new level because here I am literally axing for money now. I'm like, this is a paid community. And just, I I mean, I literally almost like stopped so many times. Like I already built up all these resources and I was just so nervous to like rip the bandaid off of, off of what I was doing. But I also knew that we needed the funding to be able to get to the next level. Like I am really big on like paying my speakers. So I can't be like, Hey, you can come and do free promo. Like anybody paying bills or free promo. Right. So there's things that if you want to have access to like higher level skills, higher level networks and resources, you need to have the capital. So I just kind of took the leap of faith. So that was year, that was year two. 
right? Year two. And then year three is going to be a really big thing. I'm not going to share yet, unless you tickle my feet, then maybe I will. But <laughs> what if we buy you soup and rub your hair? And you're pretty? <laughs> because well, Sherman yes. and I can both be where you are in about three hours. <laughs> we are not that far apart. <laughs> yes. It's so... Uh, at the end of the day, I think every year it's like having a goal that puts you in a different space than you were last year. So that that is for me why I think I'm successful. Another thing I feel like that makes helps me feel like I'm successful is that we're frequently quoted by other podcast publications. So for podcast uh, business journal, I'm actually a board member of, of that organization. So I have a direct relationship with them. And then for podcast movement, they actually quote our blog posts frequently. And we had a, a, mem- a mentorship program where we were having some bloggers come in and learn how to blog about podcasting and they got f- featured. So it's like you work with us, then we, you know, we expose you to other different levels and other different people because we have connections with those people. So I think you know, other Spotify has reached out to us. Gimlet has reached out to us. There's just all, every day is just more validation that like we are really important. We're here. And that also helps those little gems help along the way. And I really appreciate what you had said about being vulnerable and struggling with the starting process, because I find that as women, especially women of color, we are so used to either being told no or not being paid what we're worth or not being appreciated for what we're worth, for what we contribute. And we contribute so much on any given Sunday. And as you said, we always are extra in providing. We're always going the extra mile in assistance and helping not only each other, but others in in our community and others outside of our community. And I think that that is where a lot of people who have something to say and is trying to use their podcast as a marketing strategy for their business, get hung up on. They they can't see the forest from the trees. So they're very hesitant to take that just initial first step because they see people like you who have flourished and think, but here's where Danielle is. How can I possibly be where she is? So to have our listeners hear you say, I was very hesitant to start this amazing movement because it was a paid membership, even though I knew the value and the content that I was willing to give, because I didn't know if people were going to pay for that. People can very much resonate with that type of situation when they're either A, starting to create a podcast or B, trying to take their podcast to the next level. Yeah. I feel like whenever something's scary to me, whenever I have an idea and it's scary, I'm like, ooh, I'm onto something good. I'm onto (laughs) something really good because it's scary. It's so, so scary. And what's happening in year three is like really scary. It's really scary, but it, it, it feels right. And it's aligned with what needs to happen next. So yes. Let me ask you, how did you find yourself to be so self-assured? How did you find yourself to to really hone in on those messages from the universe that are telling you that you're meant for for this next step? Where did you find that that perseverance? Is it something that was instilled in you from your parents? Is it something that you kind of just found on your own through spirituality or through connection? I would say a little bit of both. I think a big thing that I I really struggled with when I was younger is, is missing out on opportunities. 
So it's like having an opportunity that you saw your gut was like, do this. And then you didn't do it. And you're like, shoot, if only I listened to myself when I said to do that, I could have been in a different space. So after like, just, you know, struggling with that over and over again, I'm like, listen, like I talk, like my spirit talks to myself. So I need to just be able to listen. And if it's scary, Maybe it's like to sit on it a little while. Maybe it's to just journal or meditate on it. But you just have to kind of move forward. It hasn't always been pretty. It hasn't always been easy. When you're building a community or building a, a following, like there's a lot to prove, especially when you're new. Like when I started the community, I had no idea what I was doing, but I was willing to document it throughout the journey, like throughout the the process. So if you go back to my 2018 videos, it's completely different than, you know, than now. But if I didn't take those steps, and I also feel like sharing also helps. I'm sharing and I'm getting better with my advice and my tips and resources as I go. So those are all the things that I think plays into success. And just again, being cognizant and being open to receiving and, and just trying new things. And I mean, I know you have multiple sort of sources of income. You, you know, you have multiple businesses. How do you find yourself organizing the time to kind of <laughs> do it all? Yeah, I think, I think whatever pays you the most ends up making, you know, hopefully it's aligned with your, your goals and what you're passionate about. But what pays you the most, like you want to wake up every day presenting to them. So for example, in the membership community, I'm actually, a lot more present there than I am in my free community because these are people who paid, they bought in, they want to learn, they're committed. So I want to do a good job and I want to make sure that I'm helping and serving them. So, and I'm also very money like driven too. <laughs> I, I talk about money all the time. It's fun for me. Making money is fun for me. So it's for me, that's really easy. Like just, just go and follow that. What you focus on, that's what you attract. And people are so hesitant to say, I love money. And, and my husband and I, we have an ongoing joke because I'll say to him, babe, you know what I love? And he'll say money. And then I'll say, you know what I don't love? And he'll say, not have a money. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Right. <laughs> Boom. I'm glad you know. <laughs> yes. And it's what the feeling of that money provides. It provides opportunity. It provides freedom. It provides security just yeah. that sense that like you it's I mean I know from like coming from immigrant parents like their struggle and knowing that I want to be able to make their struggle worthwhile and not like struggle myself or if I'm struggling it's I'm struggling because I'm trying to like achieve a goal you know what I mean but it's it's so important legacy building too like what you're going to yeah. leave behind for you know generations to come that's important because yes. that's something that i think a lot of us unfortunately don't have you know what i mean it, it wasn't something that we were privileged into so it's like it's very empowering to feel that like you can create that yourself for your future and and your legacy so yeah i agree and I think the th the thing that goes hand in hand with creating that legacy and that and that generation of of wealth is investing in programs that can get you there. I immediately looked at your program as an investment. I'm like, it's not only an investment into my business, it's an investment into my family. It's an investment into my our own podcast. 
is an investment that I can share. It's an investment for Sherline because I'm sharing this information to Sherline. It's an investment to her family. So if you look at the trajectory in which this, and, and I, I did tell you, you don't charge, like this membership fee is not enough. <laughs> this membership fee, the things that's going to compound on top of it, if you take the time to actually put yourself out there and be involved in what you're offering in the membership exceeds anybody's wildest imagination. Yeah. And sometimes it may be hard, like when you're trying to create a sales page for like your product, it may be hard to like conceptualize like all the things because then it'll be like a million pages long. Right. So I just think it's important to, to just try to try it out. Like before the membership, I had tried like workshops. I had tried masterminds. I had tried a lot of different things and they didn't all work, but I was invested in like, you know, just trying and seeing if it, if it worked out. Cause at the end of the day, if it didn't work out, guess what? I had zero members to begin with. So there's nothing to lose at that point. Right. So yeah, I think just, just, trying it and doing it and trying not to have too much expectations is really, is really helpful. <sighs> yes. <laughs> All right, so enough bragging on you. You're great. Whatever. <laughs> so let's talk soup. <laughs> yes. So what kind of soup did you get? Why did you get that soup? And tell us about your experiencing in unveiling. Yes. Okay. So I'm a pescatarian. So I do not eat meat. So no chicken, no pork, no beef, none of that. So I immediately flocked to the Harvest Vegetable Soup Package. It just looked really like hearty. Like you have carrots and you have like corn and it just looked really nice. And I haven't eaten it yet, but I did tell Bethany that my husband and I are going to make it a date night on Sunday since he's off Aww. and we're going to have it together. He's not a soup guy, but whenever I make it, he eats it. So I'm like, you eat what I you eat, what I give you. Okay. <laughs> and can we do a boot for that? <laughs> you get what you get and you don't get upset. <laughs> it is so true. Whenever I ask him for soup, do you want to make, you want to make soup? He's like, no, but if I make it, he's going to eat it. So I'm really excited for that. And uh, it's winter time. So it's just a nice, just nice and hearty vegetable soup. Yes. You know, I didn't realize how good of timing that actually is. That Perfect. we are in winter and how comforting soup is. Mm, so comforting. And it actually did snow a little bit in Massachusetts today. And I was like, because we've had such a mild winter, which is so knock, odd. Knock, 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 knock. <laughs> I was going to say unexpected, but nothing is now unexpected. I'm like, okay, this is par for the course. <laughs> yeah. So, so when it's snowing excessively in July, I'm going to be like, yo, that sounds about right. That's- <laughs> Especially for like Massachusetts. That, that is kind of questionable. It, yeah. I quickly like side eye when it's 54 degrees outside and it's December and I'm like, <laughs> okay we're just gonna roll with this but this yes. Ain't right. yes but it like you said it, it is a hearty soup and the best thing about it is that there's so much of it there's 64 ounces so your husband 
He's going to learn to love that. Soup. He's going to learn to love it. We're going to be eating it a lot. Yeah. I mean, I'm super excited. And I had shared a boomerang on Instagram of just how beautiful there's like a nice big spoon and the packaging is so beautiful. So I'm just, it's going to be an experience that I, I really can't wait to just enjoy on Sunday. And so the tip that I was going to tell you is save the boxes because you can actually invert them mm. and they can be like, magazine holders or they can so you can invert them so it doesn't say spoonful of comfort and you can use them as decorative boxes throughout your home let me find out that's what you've been doing yes (laughs) i did realize that because the inside of the lining is like decorative it's like orange or yellow so that makes a lot of sense i love that and i'm like a big traveler so i have a bunch of trinkets and things like that around the house so i have a new holder thank you and if you go on Maybe it's, I don't know if it's on YouTube or if it's on their Facebook page or something. They show you how to go about folding it accurately so that it doesn't fall apart. See, I love that too. They're trying to be like sustainable and and show you how you can reuse things. I love that. They need to sponsor this podcast. So (laughs) there we go. So I've been asked numerous times about this. So they do not sponsor us, but however, they do give us a discount. And if you go to Spoonful of Comfort at checkout, if you type in crackers and soup, all is like one word, you will get 15% off of your purchase. Excellent. I love that. And I just discovered maybe like, I don't know, three weeks ago that they were on Shark Tank. And they were denied from Shark Tank. And I was like, Shark Tank is wild. They did not know what they passed up. Because this is, they're going to blow. I keep telling Ian who is the administrator, she essentially handles everything. I'm like, you guys are going to blow up. And when you blow up, remember, uh, remember <laughs> us, yeah. crackers and soup, and I want in on your stocks. <laughs> start early, start early. I'm like, you don't have to sponsor us, but you have to promise me a stock option because I am in it. I and I have it in writing. So <laughs> I can't wait to dig in. I really, I really can't wait to dig in. Yeah. And the thing is, is as women of color in general, we like things properly seasoned and to taste good. And let me tell you, Bethany and I were extremely surprised when we got it, that it actually tastes so good. So Ooh. I'm excited for you to try it and for you to give us your feedback. I definitely will. I definitely will. So the rolls. What are you going to do with them in the meantime? <sighs> I'll probably eat them. <laughs> and then answer. I'll probably not put it on my uh, fitness tracker. So <laughs> I'll eat them and no one's going to know about it. I'm not going to post that social. There we go. There we go. If, if it's a gift that you're eating, the calories don't count. That is very true. <laughs> that is very true. You know, comforting, comfort me during these hard times, right? So yes, I will definitely be eating the rolls early. And then on Sunday, I will definitely eat uh, the soup and drink the soup. Yes. I, I'm so glad that you said that because somebody had asked me, can we refrigerate the rolls? Can we freeze the rolls? And Cheryl and I were like, we don't know. We eat <laughs> we that shit. <laughs> <laughs> that soup ain't even warm yet. It rolls. What are you supposed to do with them? <laughs> so that is the perfect answer. Oh, that's a great tip. <laughs> So, Danielle, we've talked about soup. We've talked about your history. Now let's talk about the podcast that you listen to. Oh, yeah. Yes. 
So you gave us two, two recommendations, Black Banked and Booked Out and Michelle is Money Hungry, which that title made me LOL. <laughs> I was like, well, that is just freaking genius. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they're great podcasts. All and, day. Why did you choose those? Yeah, I chose them. Number one, I met them. Actually, Michelle, I met years ago. So she's in a personal finance space, but she's more empathetic which means that she's not going to be like, do this and do that and make you feel horrible about yourself, which I really appreciate and love. Her her content is always timely too. She's always talking about relevant things. Like when the pandemic hit, like she was talking about how to manage your money during uncertainty. She talks a lot about, she also lives in Denver. So she talks about life in Denver, socioeconomic issues, and she's really into passive income, which I of course love. So she's an inspiration and I know her in person and I went to her conference. Uh, I spoke at her conference. So it's always good to kind of be able to connect with Michelle. Now, DL Sharon, which I believe is now DL McMillan. She recently got married. She has the uh, black banked and she changes her podcast. Yes. She changes her podcast. It's like the third iteration of her podcast names. I I forget. So it's black banked and booked out. And DL recently quit her job to be a business coach full time. So over the last three years of of me knowing her and her having this podcast, her having her podcast, like she's documented and she shares like her growth of her business. So she started off as like a side hustle and then she, she's now evolved and she, I mean, she was saying that she landed like 300K as a coach. So I was like, wow, that's really inspiring. And she quit her job. So that is also very inspiring to me. So these are all women who are part of WC Podcasters. So I do try to like listen to the podcasts that are created from community members. And when I found these, I was like, oh my gosh, these are so great. And they're both in line with the things that I'm interested in value. And I was really, I really enjoyed her podcast when you had recommended it. I was listening to it and I just, I found her to be very authentic and to be very relatable. And just also having that, like, I believe the, the episode I was listening to, she was talking about a new launch that she had done and how she was sort of like obviously scared about this new launch and debating as to whether this launch would help her sort of quit her job or not. I was listening um, to that today, just yeah. like a couple of minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. And so, and I thought that that was so awesome because I loved how she was saying how she was like, you know what, I'm not going to let this launch determine something that I already want to do, which she wanted to quit her job. She wanted to do her coaching business full time. And I thought that, that was very inspirational. And I think a lot of us feel that way. And sometimes, I mean, sometimes we have no choice because we need income coming in, but it just shows you how much taking a risk pays off. And when, like you were saying, earlier, Danielle, when something's so scary to you, going with it, like, because that means it's going to be, it's a good thing. It's change is never comfortable. And going for that next big step is so, so important in your life and trusting yourself and learning when to identify something scary as like your, your intuition telling you like, you're ready, you can do this, like, you'll figure it out. So I really, I really thank you for recommending that one because I thought that was really good. Yeah. I love those. Those are, those are my favorites. I mean, obviously you talked about, you know, money. So obviously there are two podcasts that has money related topics. So that, that makes a lot of sense. 
<laughs> I am going to disagree with you on that. Those are not your favorite. Yours is just I am. Right? I, yeah, that is true. But I didn't want to be that person. <laughs> be that person. We want you to be that person. And be like, you know, I like these two are fly. I like them. They're I subscribe. However, comma, Bethany, Jaralai, you want to talk about the bomb jiggity podcast? Let's talk about the card yes that is I love true. that name love thank that name. you thank you it's it is my favorite podcast because when i take a break which i usually take like two months in the winter and then four months in the summer i actually go back and listen to old episodes for leisure like any other podcast i'll listen to so yes it is one of my favorites and i think there's something important about falling in love with the content that you cre- that you create you should be able to look it might make you cringe sometimes you're like oh when i started it was like oh yikes but at the end of the day, it's like the content you create should should be exciting for you to consume later on. So out of all of the places that you visited, and they have been a many, what is the one place since we've been in this isolated coronavirus instituted world right now that you absolutely miss the most and you can't wait to get back to? Definitely Iceland. I was just thinking like, I would, I've been Iceland three times and I would plan a group trip. I'm like, can I plan a group trip in 2025 or something like that? Like, is that long enough to do something like that? But I've been Iceland three times. Iceland is amazing. Black sand beaches, volcanoes, Icelandic horses, the Aurora, the Northern Lights. It's just absolutely stunning. Crisp air. You feel like you're you land in the airport and you're walking out, you feel like you're on Mars because just the way the, the landscape looks cratery and it's just, it's just amazing. I cannot get enough. And I miss it. Like my husband and I, we recently got married and he wasn't a traveler before he met me. And we were just, just starting to like, you know, get on the boat and get started to really live this lifestyle. And here we are now. So a little sad, but I think my bank accounts are really happy about that. So it gives me an opportunity to save money and go further. So, you know, it's give and take, it's give and take. So for a person who isn't a traveler, like my husband and I really aren't travelers. I've been to Bermuda when I was younger, you know, Florida, everybody had been to Disney World. But outside of the continental United States, we haven't really adventured a lot of places. So what would you recommend as like a place where a first time traveler or not not seasoned traveler could go to enjoy themselves and get the experience of another land? I would say to really sit down and make a list of what you're passionate about and what you're interested in doing. Because if you're a history buff, then maybe certain places may not be appealing to you. If you are a beach person, then going to the French Alps may not be the right fit for you. So really figuring out like what are the things that you would like to experience when you're traveling and then trying to find destinations that are within your budget and are within your comfort zone. If you speak English or that's your primary, whoever is your primary language, maybe that may come into play. So let's say if you're like, hey, I like big cities. I like, you know speaking English, I don't want to be in a foreign, like too foreign, then I might recommend somewhere like London because there's a little bit of everything for you. There's pubs, there's football, there's history, there's architecture. There's so much in London. 
But if you're like, hey, I want to go to the beach and relax and have an island vibes, I might say, why don't you go to like Curacao or something or somewhere else like that? So I would say really figure out what your what your values are, what you want to do and experience when you're traveling, and then break that down and find destinations that match within your budget and match within the time that you can take off. I love that. And what kind of traveler are you? Are you the like, I like to relax or you I have like every day planned out and a new adventure each day? (laughs) I am the DIY, definitely. So I do it myself. I do all the planning myself, but I am more of have a couple things planned out and then just go with it. Like just literally go with it when I'm there because the magic happens. The magic, you can't Google the magic. It's literally when you're walking down the street and then there's a parade going on and now you're wept up, swept up in a Mexican parade for like three hours, you know, down in Mexico. So it's just, I I like to just kind of have a balanced approach to plan a little bit, definitely things I want to see, and then also leave, leave things open so that I can just explore and just wander around. So my father was Cape Verdean. So I have a large Cape Verdean family and we always joke because they all live in Cape Cod. So we say they they left one Cape to go to another. (laughs) (laughs) So like a a lot of my family members travel to the Cape Verde Islands and they vacation there. So next time they're going to the Cape Verde Islands, I'm going to call Danielle. I'm going to be like, girl, get your bathing suit. Let's do it. It's about to go down. <laughs> oh, my A bunch gosh. of light-skinned black people. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Burnt by the sun. Oh, <laughs> my God. That's so amazing. That is so, so, so amazing. I would be down. I- I'm always I'm always down for things like that. So, you know, and it, I love it's so, it. I'm sorry. There's, it's so funny because they've been talking about, because they've been going for, I don't know, at least five years. And now that people are discovering the Cape Verde, Verde Islands. And for people who don't know, Cape Verde are islands off of the coast of Africa. And it was, and they were in void. They, they were, I, I'm losing the word. The French, the French. The, it's, the, it's the Portuguese. They oh, were invaded. Oh, Portuguese. Okay. okay. They were invaded by the Portuguese. So Cape, so Cape Verdeans are like black Portuguese. So people are now discovering the Cape Verde Islands. And now China has actually bought a lot of different hotels. Interesting. And they're trying to create on these little islands, like a, a tourist attraction. So they're, they still have family members, like my aunt who married my uncle still has family members on the island. And they're talking about how much it's changing with, with the tourism. And it's like those type of things are so intriguing to me because it's, it's good. But it's also kind of sad. So so you have to tell us, Biz, please, tell us where everybody can find you. Yes. Okay. So you can find uh, me over at wcpodcasters.co is our podcasting website. We have a blog. So if you're interested in podcasting, I highly recommend like just going through there. We have tons of content on our blog. We also have a job board. We have a editors, podcast editors directory as well, which features women of color editors. And our membership site is membership.wcpodcasters.co. For my personal, my personal brand, I'm over at thoughtcard.com. I have also the Thought Card Podcast, 
which is an affordable travel and personal finance podcast. And okay, my socials are a little confusing. So here it goes. So I am at the thought card on Twitter. I am at the Danielle Desir on Instagram and Facebook. So those are my socials. We'll also have all those things in the show notes as well. Yes. And tell everybody what you're promoting one last time, even though we talked about it ad nauseum. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you again. Yeah. So if you're interested in podcasting, uh, we have a membership where really every month you're going to be learning something new about podcasting or content creation. So we have live classes every month and you also get access to our entire library of all of our classes that we've hosted. And uh, in addition to that, we have a, a monthly accountability calls. We are actually divided into cohorts. So if you're a beginner, if you're mid or you're advanced, you'll be in your a cohort with everyone. And it's just a really great place for you to learn and grow. So head over to membership.wcpodcasters.co to learn more. Danielle, you're a dream and a delight and you do so much for the community and you took all of your busy time and you spent it with us for an hour. So thank you so much. Thank you, thank you ladies. <laughs> I, I'm going to be thinking of you as I eat my soup. So thank you so, so, so much. It was absolutely a pleasure. You're very welcome. And I hope your husband enjoys. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yes. <laughs> yes. All the way. <laughs> Thanks, Danielle. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to Chatting Over Chowder. This episode is sponsored by Crackers and Soup. You can find out more about our guest and Crackers and Soup in our show notes. If you loved this episode, subscribe and drop us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time, stay, stay super. super.